Ryan McCall woke up from his nap, stared out the car window, and shouted, Look, Mom, snow! Liz Tremaine glanced at her excited four-year-old in the rearview mirror. Hush, I know, don't wake Jason. Snowing, she thought, inaccurately described the blizzard that had been raging for the past 45 minutes. In the last 15 minutes, all the road markings had been obliterated, and her four-wheel-drive blazer kept threatening to forge a trail of its own, straight into the ditch. She'd gone from extremely nervous to downright terrified, but was determined not to let Ryan see. She ground her molars together and fought the wheel, slowing as a huge gust of wind slammed into the side of the blazer, carrying a load of snow that obscured her vision for several seconds. Lord, what had she gotten herself into? Liz wondered, putting another soothing tape into the cassette player as soon as she could take one hand off the wheel for a second. Was she, as her in-laws insisted, out of her mind for leaving the safe, familiar city where she'd always lived and, on the last day of November, taking her children off into the wilderness? More precisely, to a cattle ranch where they weren't wanted and where they would have to share a house with a man she didn't know and an old lady with a grudge against the world. Maybe she was out of her mind, but even if she and her sons weren't wanted, her late uncle Ambrose Whittier's will had offered a chance for her to make a better home for her children than she'd managed to in Vancouver. There are going to be problems, though, and far worse ones than snow. Kirk Albright had seemed so nice when he'd picked her up at the house that morning at the beginning of the month. His slow smile had done crazy things to her insides, and when he'd shoved his silver-gray Stetson to the back of his head, letting a thick swath of straight, dark blonde hair fall over his forehead, she'd gone weak in the knees. Half an hour later, the two of them had tacitly allied themselves against Mrs. Healy, Uncle Ambrose's forbidding, elderly former housekeeper. She had done nothing but carp and complain from the moment they arrived at her house, until the lawyer finally shut her up by saying that she, along with Liz and Kirk, had inherited a one-third share in Whittier Ranch. But, he'd added, they each had to agree to live there if they wanted to inherit. That was when Liz had learned that Kirk Albright was Uncle Ambrose's illegitimate son, and that he'd expected to inherit alone. His smiling gray eyes had gone cold and hard, and his mouth had formed a straight, taut line as he glared at her, silently accusing her of having somehow arranged all of this. Liz clenched her teeth and wrapped her hands tightly around the wheel. She fought another skid before she remembered to relax her grip and steer in the skid's direction. Carefully, cautiously, she brought the car back under control. What a road, she thought. What a night. If only she hadn't stopped all those times along the beautiful Kokihala Highway to take rolls and rolls of photographs. But the sky had been blue and cloudless then. The mountains and the endless vistas, roaring streams and cascading waterfalls— had cried out to be captured. She'd been unable to resist the vision of merchandising and advertising executives gasping in awe at her expertise, her knowledge of form and composition, her sheer artistry. She had stopped in the town of Merritt to send the films to what had once been her favorite lab, with instructions for them to forward the finished products on to Graham James, her agent. Now, though, she thought she might pay dearly for the delay, instead of having the photos pay her the dazzling sums she'd fantasized. Can we make a snowman when we get there? Ryan asked in a lower voice. 
Liz peered through the swirling white and again fought the car's tendency to slide out of control. It'll be too late and too cold then, honey, she said and shivered. Suddenly, she was more glad than ever that the lawyer, Lester Brown, had helped her choose this four-wheel drive vehicle and had advanced her the funds from her first quarter's dividend to buy warm winter clothing for herself and the kids. We could build it under the street lamp like we did last year, Ryan said hopefully. Liz smiled. They'd done that because the weatherman had predicted rain by morning. There'll be lots of time to build snowmen at the ranch, she said. This snow won't melt overnight, I promise you. Street lamp, she thought. Ha, she hadn't seen a street lamp for 50 miles, or a town, or a lighted house, or another car. She wondered if she'd see green grass before June and swallowed hard.